Possibly Speaking, a podcast that explores the highest spheres of spiritual thought as they find expression in our lived experience. Here's our host and the Mashpia of the Light Revealed, Rabbi Joey Rosenfeld. One of the most amazing teachings, in my humble opinion, from Rabbi Nachman of Breslov is a small teaching at the end of the second volume of Lakute Maharan, where... They brought the news to Rabbi Nachman. Rabbi Nassan had delivered the news. He had delivered what was going on in reality around the world at that time. And Rabbi Nachman leans back and he says as follows. And he says, you know, there are many people who speak of the difficulty in believing the world to come. I don't have a difficulty believing in the world to come. It's not so difficult to believe that there's going to be a world of reward and eternal experience. What's most difficult, says Rabbi Nachman, is not the question of the availability of the world to come, but what's most difficult to understand is the nature or the reality that people speak of of this world. Rabbi Nachman says, the many people who speak about Olam Haza, the many people who imply that there is a world, but all I see is suffering, all I see is difficulty, all I see is Gehenim, also I see is hell. And so the question that Rabbi Nachman is asking is not what's going to be with Olam Haza, but that's easy to believe in. What's more difficult to believe in, what's more difficult to experience is this world, Olam Hazah, because all I experience is hell. Now, this is seemingly a very difficult, despair-inducing statement. Now, it's not a fully surprising statement when a person pays attention to life a little bit sometimes, but to hear from the tzaddik who asserts sadness, to hear from the tzaddik who says that it's usher to give up hope on any level and that hopelessness is forbidden, it begs a little bit of an investigation as to how could it be that in such a fundamentally shifted teaching that we encounter this reality of a denial of this world and an expression that this world is hell itself, this world is suffering. Now, what I want to try and understand is this nature of relating to hell. Because for many people, for many types of individuals, or perhaps many generations of people who lived at a certain point in history, Hell was a far-off concept. The concept of Gehenna was a distant concept that was relegated to a punishment reserved for the future as a result of particular actions in this world. And it was seen as the bolstering agent of a fear of sin, a fear of retribution, a fear of refinement and clarification, and all of those things which need to take place as a consequence of whatever transgressoratory experience the soul goes through in this world. Now, because the emphasis was the, the fear of sin, in the hopes of preventing sin, so to speak. So a lot of the focus seems to have been placed, and not a lot of the focus, because the literature is limited, but it's there, it's real, and there's Sadiqim who spoke like this, which needs to be understood in the proper context without denying it, God forbid, or without belittling the significance of those ideas. But so to speak, the fire and the brimstone of hell was seen as something that was meant to frighten, something that was meant to discourage, and hopefully through some sort of punitive approach to spiritual development, a person would kind of live with a sense of freedom from sin or transgression. But as the world began to grow darker, and as Gehenna stopped being such a foreign concept and started being an inner reality or an external reality of socioeconomic reality, of health reality, of, of political reality, of spiritually internal reality, of traumatization of all different sorts, especially after that which happened in the most recent generation that we're all still in, 
So it becomes very difficult to be so afraid of a hell that is to come, a hell that is reserved for the future. And a person begins to say that, you know, the suffering here, the difficulty here, the intensity of all things here, the 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 fear, the fire, maybe, maybe that's what's going on here. And so once we slacken, once we slacken a little bit, this need to see Gehenim as something that exists only in the future, we allow ourselves to begin to see our experiences through the lens of what we might refer to as Gehenim, as hell. Now, the first shift in consciousness needs to take place when we look at the Maharal. The Maharal asks a question, what is hell? What is Gehenim? What is the concept of Gehenim? If this type of punishment and punitive orientation is not going to carry its weight throughout the, the difficult process of history, especially in the generation of Ikvas of the Mashiach, and there's going to need to be a way of panemius of looking at these things. So let's figure out what is hell. Zat the Maharal in numerous places that hell is He'edar. It means absence. It means nothingness. As Kierkegaard describes, it's a terror of nothingness, of annihilation that takes place after all is experienced. And this Hadar, this nothingness, okay, so now we can begin to say, okay, so if hell is nothingness rather than fire and brimstone, then perhaps this nothingness, this lethargy, this boredom, this experiential, you know, voided nature that I experience so often in day-to-day -day life, perhaps this is what we refer to as hell. And that allows us to begin to see this concept of hell, this concept of the difficulty, of the intensity of human experience as something that is not only relegated towards the future, but experienced in the here and now. But what's most important in this intervention of taking hell from some future orientation towards punishment and transferring it into an existential way of living my life in this moment, as Rabbi Nachman seems to be doing, is to understand that once we have brought hell right into our kind of inner experiences and we realize that it's not some foreign thing to be afraid of, but rather it's part of me, it's part of existence, this nothingness is part of what I need to grapple with in this world, so then hell stops being something to be afraid of and it starts becoming something that is experienced in need for transformation and elevation. If something is experienced within my experience, if it's within the purview of my access point that's not relegated to some future point of some punishments associated with the soul in the future, if it's in me now, I have the ability to be metakin and to deal with it now. And here's where we see something incredible that happened with the Balatanya. The Balatanya, and we're going to get to the point of Ezra Sashem, we're going to fabring on this for a few for a few sessions. That the Balatanya on his deathbed, he says, I feel Gehenim Besaikmeya, I feel Gehenim within my stomach. I feel Gehenim within my stomach. And the Balatanya was suffering from an immense level of pain at that point. But there's an element of the Balatanya saying, I feel Gehenim in my stomach. Why do I feel Gehenim in my stomach? Because Gehenim is within me. I have the reality. I have the experience of dealing with that aspect of Gehenim and elevating it. What is Gehenim for the Balatanya? There's a story that they tell over for the Balatanya that he said that a soul of a chassid, a soul of somebody who is yearning for godliness <laughs> on every level of their waking existence, as well as their unconscious existence in their own way, is a soul that was stuck in hell at some point. And in hell, there's a foreclosure, a disallowance on any experience of spiritual joy. There's a nothingness there that blocks any sense of somethingness to Kedusha. And in the foreclosure of spirituality, the soul grows thirsty, the soul craves, the soul desires, but it's unable to access that point of desire and desire satisfaction, so it craves and it craves.
When that soul is finally freed from the nothingness, the Ha'edar of Gehenim, at that point, there's no stopping that soul. The soul is going to eat and eat and eat and eat and take another spiritual experience and another spiritual experience, more and more spirituality, because we're coming from the foreclosure on spirituality. That experience of nothingness, that experience of the voided ability to find comfort in my mind is the very motor and the engine that drives and percolates and intensifies the experience of of wanting to grab godliness. And the secret of being in a Gehenim and coming out of a Gehenim is the recognition that if I don't have godliness in my life, if I don't have ore in my life right now, then I'm not going to make it. I understand the pain of what it means to be there. And that's what the Balatanya perhaps meant when he says, I have Gehenim within my stomach, those Nishamos that are from Gehenim, those Nishamos that are only going to be satisfied by transforming the nothingness into a true somethingness, by being Mahapich, the Ayin of Gehenim, the Ha'edar of Gehenim, the emptiness and the voidedness into a something the Kedusha, into a relationship with the Yesha Amiti, of the true expression of life, of Chayim, of feeling saturated and full, whatever I'm doing in this moment, the opposite of nothingness. A somethingness that is independent from any circumstance or any object or any external experience of myself, but a somethingness to Kedusha, Ayesha, Amiti, of Lahanchil, Olav, Ayesh, to give those who love somethingness, to give those who love something a taste of something. And this is the secret of what the tzaddikim speak about when they say that all of the sudos, the asalavo, the suda of Lovyasan and the suda of Mashiach Tzidkenu, and the suda of all of the tikkunim are going to take place in the biggest space manageable, because who else can fit everybody? And the tzaddikim all agree that the only place is, that's big enough to hold this light is going to be a place of Gehenim. Because Gehenim, that nothingness that we experience, that descent into the Gehenim feeling of, of He'edar and absence and yearning and craving is going to become the very site for the effulgence, for the fullness and the suda of the Lavyasan and the Gilui of all of the sodos and all of the secrets of understanding who we truly are. There's a Maisa that's told over that the day that the Baal Shem Tov was born, the fires of Gehenim were extinguished. And the Malachim from Gehenim came to the Rabbi Shalalim and they said, Rabbi Shalalim, we have to have Gehenim. There has to be a Gehenim here. How could there not be a Gehenim? So Hashem said, Taka, right? You have a Taina. So what happened? They said, listen, the air from Ganeidin has already grown stale a little bit. It's grown stale and we have to draw a new light of Ganeidin down. So let's take the old air of Ganeidin and bring it down to Gehenim and draw down a new light of Ganeidin so that Ganeidin will now be refined. And it turns out that we see that Gehenim is nothing other than a Ganeidin that has grown old and the experience of that nothingness where we can't feel Hasagasalukus, where we can't feel comfort. And to transform that place and to say, as Rabbi Nachman says, that Be'emes, it's only this place that's Gehenim because right here, right now, we're being Mavar everything. This is the entire system of the that every ounce of experience in this world is a clarification of Gehenna, is moving from Gehenna and allowing the fires of Gehenna and the nothingness of Gehenna to burn itself out, extinguish itself because of the fanning of the flames. And when it extinguishes itself, what's revealed is the Gan Eden Atzmo, because Gehenna is going to be Mishapech into Gan Eden. As the Saidi Sharm says, the Gemara tells us that there are three entryways into Gehenna in this world. And Zakta Saidi Sharm, the Helga Saidi Sharm, he says, Gevalt. Givalt, yesh pesach legehenim, there's an entrance into Gehenim, and therefore there's an exit from Gehenim. And when I can find myself, and I can tap into that low era, I can transform the difficulty in that Gehenim type experience, that craving and that foreclosure on finding what I want in this world, and I can transform it into a makom of Ganeiden. And at that point, the person is mahapir Gehenim into Ganeiden in the guise and the avoida of Rav Moshele Psasavar, who wouldn't enter in. He wouldn't go into Ganeiden because I said, I want to go to Gehenim first because my entire life I've spent time doing the mitzvah of Pidyon Shvuyum. 
of redeeming those who are stuck and lost. And send me down there because I'm going to do my piece as well. And he goes down and he elevates all of the souls. Just like the Rebbe of Melech, Rebbe of Melech said, you know what, if the Rabbani Shalalim told me that I had to be in Gehenim, I would be able to dance in Gehenim because I'm being Mekhaim Lashlichus of the Rabbani Shalalim. And in our generation, with the last Birurim, with the fire that's burning itself out and extinguishing itself in the intensity of all things, we can encounter the process of Gehenim becoming an Eden Kfar and realizing the secret of that spirituality, Lahavdil, Ruchnius, is for those who have been to Gehenim. It's for those who are not afraid of Gehenim. It's those who have been there already. And we could be Mahapich our experiences into Kalim for more Ruchnias to more Kedusha and Be'ezrus Hashem B'zoycha to Ula Shlema which is the final transformation of Gehenna into Thank you for joining the Possibly Speaking family Possibly Speaking is brought to you by The Light Revealed a social media publisher bringing messages of Jewish spirituality and recovery to whoever is looking for them Our producer is Morty Schwartz Our social media content team is Zoe Poznanski and Tehila Nisanian and our music is by Zushio. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can give us a review and subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your podcasts. We love connecting with you, so please check out our website, thelightrevealed.org, and feel free to email us and Rev Joey at thelightrevealed at tlrfamily.org, or private message us on Instagram or Facebook at The Light Revealed. Thanks for joining, and we wish you the most blessed day in only revealed ways.